this is the Become a Client Magnet podcast, and I'm your host, life and business coach, Whitney Barbary. Each episode, I'm going to show you how to become a client magnet so you can create clients and cash on repeat. We're going to dive into all things marketing and mindset so you can become the number one choice for your ideal client. And we're going to do it without using yucky marketing tactics and without basically having to become something that we're not. So let's dive into the episode. Hey, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to tell you about a couple bonuses I have inside of Courageous Heartpreneur because we only have about nine more days to take me up on that. The two bonuses for any of the students that join in February, which if you guys saw, I just did a three-day masterclass on sign five clients in 90 days. It was seriously amazing. Um, We had over 100, like 118 people register. We had about 45 to 50 people that were on live each day. The comment section, so when I got off the first live the first day, the comment section had 600 comments. It was lit. Are the cool kids still saying lit? I don't know. I don't know a better word for it. It took me a minute to get on the lit like train of saying lit. And now that I say it, my daughter's like, she's 15. She's like, no one says that anymore, but I say it. So it was lit. There was like 600 comments the first day. It was crazy. It was so awesome. Um, We had 10 students, 10 beautiful souls enrolled in Courageous Heartpreneur um, by the end of the third day. It was awesome. And I actually still have people reaching out about it. Um, So I foresee more students coming in, but we had 10 souls register in a matter of like 72 hours. It was awesome. It was my first um, $20,000 launch. It's the first time I've ever done a launch and made $20,000. That is crazy. God is so good. But two of the bonuses that I gave them were um, a delicious offer audit. So when you come inside Courageous Heartpreneur, you actually create your delicious offer. And when I say delicious offer, I mean, it is a delicious offer that is so good. People legitimately feel dumb not taking you up on it. Like they can't imagine not taking you up on your offer. It is so good that you will show up with full confidence when you're marketing it, when you're selling it, and they will have a hundred percent confidence buying it. This is one of the steps to becoming a client magnet, somebody that just kind of like creates clients and cash on repeat and they don't have to chase down clients. This is part of the process that I teach is you designing and mapping out your delicious offer. You have to have an offer that sets you apart in your industry and is so delicious. People couldn't imagine not buying it and people can't imagine working with anyone but you. That's literally what I teach my clients how to do. But you're gonna get to do a delicious offer audit. This is something that I have never offered in there and I won't be offering again. For the students that join in February, after you go through your three-part delicious offer workshop, which you get inside of Courageous Heartpreneur, you get instant access the second you sign up. You'll get a three-part series. Every part of the series um, comes with a video and its own worksheet, after you fill all those out, you will have completely mapped out your delicious offer from the length of your package to whether it's a group or one-on-one or a program to um, the price of it, to the results that you guarantee. And when I say guarantee, yes, there are results that you can promise that will make people buy and you will feel 100% confident delivering them. You map all of that out. You'll have your entire delicious offer. And then You get to submit your offer to me. I've already posted the form inside the group. You get to submit your offer to me and I will actually audit it and I will give you any feedback that is needed to make it 110% delicious. 
I do not offer this inside of my Courageous Heartpreneur. The only personal auditing that I do of offers is with students in my mastermind. And so, and that is, you know, way more expensive than the Courageous Heartpreneur. So for me to be offering this as a bonus, it is absolutely insane. So you come into the program and for February, you get to create your delicious offer and then your bonuses, you get to submit it to me and I personally will look it over and give you any feedback on it to make it 150% delicious. The second bonus for February is my six-figure masterclass workshop where I'm going to teach you the exact process I use when I host free masterclasses or workshops or whatever you want to call them. I've been using those since the beginning of my business. They have created a multiple six-figure business for me. I've, I've actually um, blew past the $200,000 mark in my business, um, which has been amazing. And again, God is so good because if I can do it, I promise you, you can. I am going to be teaching a six-figure masterclass workshop. I'm going to show you my exact process that I use that puts my workshops, like my masterclasses in so much demand and and a way that I promote it from the beginning, I get people excited about it, how I actually design and map out my workshops, like what do I teach in my masterclasses that gets people to show up? How do I market it that gets people excited and wanting to show up? And then how do I actually show up on those days and teach those masterclasses in a way that I get people transformation, but also have them craving and desiring to do the work with me on a deeper level so that I can do things like have a $20,000 launch in a matter of a couple days. I'm going to be teaching that to you, to all my students in Courageous Heartpreneur. So those are your two bonuses, the Delicious Offer Audit and then my six-figure masterclass workshop. You're going to get both of those if you come into Courageous Heartpreneur before midnight on the very last day of February, which is February 28th. Guys, the program is 1997. You getting to come in and learn how to create your delicious offer is worth the price of admission alone. But we dive into mindset, we dive into marketing, we dive into sales so that you can become a client magnet that people are drawn to you and you don't have to chase them and you can create clients and cash and like it's on repeat. You feel like they're coming to you on repeat. You're st- you stop having to wonder where's the next client coming from. I'm teaching you all that inside of Courageous Heartpreneur. We've got like, I think it's over 30 students in there now. And I just launched it not even two months ago. People are joining like crazy. People are signing up like crazy. They're getting results like crazy. If you're not in there, I think you're literally crazy. So what I would do is stop what you're doing. Get into the show notes right now. Um, There is a Google Doc inside of the show notes. Follow the Google Doc. It's going to give you all the information, all the features, all the benefits, everything you can expect inside, all the results and transformations you're going to get, all of those things. There's payment links in there, all the things. So go check out the Google Doc. I would get enrolled and then come back and listen to this episode because you're not going to want to miss out on those February bonuses. Okay, let's dive into the episode. Hello, courageous hearts. That's what I've decided you all are. Um, if you're following me, you know that my program, my program that I, I'll still call it new. It is still kind of new, but I actually launched it the week of Black Friday last year. Um, so it's, it's been around for a couple months. Still new. It's called Courageous Heartpreneur. And I refer to my students in there as courageous hearts. And I just think if you're listening to this podcast, even if you never hire me, even if we never work together and you never pay me a dollar, you're still one of my courageous hearts. And I'm so thankful for you. 
And I'm so grateful for those of you that come back to this podcast week after week and listen to my ramblings that, you know, I think they're pretty good, but they can be (laughs) a little rambly if we're being honest. Um, I am going to be honest with you. I'm recording this from my living room, which I really don't ever do. I usually record from my office. However, I had something I wanted to talk about, but the reason I'm letting you know I'm recording this from home and in my office is I have two little puppy dogs, Piper and River, and they are little miniature schnauzers. They're running around the living room. You may hear them snorting. Sometimes they snort or they growl when they wrestle. You may hear them in the background, but I did not want to wait till Monday to record this podcast because I did an experiment. Um, Well, I shouldn't even say that. It wasn't even meant to be an experiment. I should take the back. It was never meant to be an experiment, but now I feel like it was an experiment that I didn't know I was doing. So yesterday I was thinking about even for myself, right? Like me and my husband just made a really big decision in our lives. Um, We decided it was time for him to come home from his job and work for me inside of my business. And the the money that I'm making and the numbers and the trajectory of my business, it all makes sense. Like it makes sense to do this. However, we were talking about it and I was really the one holding the belief for it, you know, cause my husband, he's, he's not an entrepreneur. So this is all kind of new to him. He has a very safe quote unquote, safe, cushy job at the bank. And, um, he was still trying to wrap his head around, like, are we do like, really, are we doing this? Like what, what happens if it doesn't work? And what if I walk away from this job that I've had for five years? And he just now this year had earned, I think it was four weeks of vacation a year because you kind of like earn more weeks as you go. He was at three last year. I think he said this year he was getting four. He's had multiple raises. He was making, you know, good money and there's the health benefits and just the, you know, you've been somewhere for five years. There's something to be said for that. And so I was really holding the belief like, no, babe, we can do this. He's really good at tech. He's really good at um, making like, um, like the Canva graphics. He's really good at editing videos. He had just launched his own YouTube channel. He's really, and he's really good with tech technology in general. And I was like, I would love for you to be behind the scenes, kind of like, not necessarily be my assistant, but I would love for you to take care of a lot of the tech stuff, a lot of the tedious task and customer service. You know, as my business grows, I'd love to have you as the face of customer service. And I'd love for you to be taking care of back end things that I really just don't have time for because the gift of administration is not a gift that I have. My gifting truly is coaching and being there and holding space for my clients and coaching them powerfully and creating deliverables for them to help them get the best and fastest results. That is my zone of genius. And I was like, let's bring you into the business to do those things um, on the back end that I don't want to do. And point of me rambling and saying all this is I was really holding the belief for that. Um, If you guys heard me, I just had to let my little doggies out. They are still only like, I think eight or nine months old. I'd have to add it up. So sometimes they still pee on the floor if I don't let them out. So you may hear the door from time to time because if they, if they paw at the door, I let them out. If not, they're going to go somewhere else and pee on the floor. (laughs) I don't want that. As much as I love my little girls, they are, they're little girls. They're so cute. Piper and River, they are, they are our children. I'll say that. They are literally, I tell people, you know, they're like eight or nine months old. So they're still considered puppies. It's like having two toddlers. It's literally like having two toddlers. They're sisters. They're litter mates. They came from the same litter. And I, 
God. So I feel like it's like I'm trying to record a podcast while also also keeping an eye on two toddlers. That's <laughs> what I feel like. So anyways, um, and so he put in like a, oh, it was like a five-week notice, I guess you'd say, um, to leave his job. And the day that he messaged me and said, okay, I just came from my, um, I had a meeting with my managers and I let them know, I all of a sudden started having these thoughts of, oh my gosh, like, you, you really like, you have to keep this up now, Whitney, you have to keep up the momentum, you have to keep up the growth, you have to keep scaling. Um, If you have one bad month, like, what are you going to do? And and I was actually, we're going to be paying him, like, he's going to be on the payroll, I'm going to be paying him to do things in my business. So I was like, but if you have one bad month, if, what if your business goes down the drain? What if you, my brain started doing these wild things like, what if you never get another client? What if you've completely run out of leads? What if you wake up tomorrow and your whole business has burnt to the ground? And what if you've had your husband leave his job and then you can't keep up this momentum and now you put your family in a terrible financial situation? And I just started having all these very panicky thoughts about what if, what if, what if, what if I can't do this? What if I can't keep it up? What if the business doesn't grow? What if I can't maintain this forever? Like, what are, what are we going to do? What if everything falls apart and I've put my family in this terrible situation? Like, what is the plan? And I felt the actual anxiety in my body and I felt the actual panic in my body. And I reached out to some colleagues. I got coaching on it. Um, Here's what I do know to be true is, okay, let me, let me, okay, sorry. My brain's, you know, let me tell you something about my brain. I'm actually, this is something I'm not, I haven't told everybody, but, um, I've been doing some research research and I'm considering, uh, getting tested for ADHD this year for like adult ADHD. So anyways, my brain loves to run off um, while I'm in the middle of talking. It almost disassociates and I will all of a sudden be somewhere else in my mind having a totally different conversation. So let's backtrack. Here's what I'm trying to say. I play a game with my clients. They don't think it's much of a game, but it actually turns out to be one of the best exercises. It's a very powerful tool I use with my clients. We play worst case scenario. And this is the experiment that I did in my Facebook group last night that I was like, oh, that did not turn out the way that I wanted. We play what I call worst case scenario. And here's what I do. If I'm coaching a client on something, because I mostly coach on business, so that's what I coach on the most. If I notice that they're having a really hard time moving forward with something or making a decision on something, or maybe there's an area they're holding themselves back or their subtle undertones, of doubt and fear as they're trying to show up and market their business and go all in on their business. It's because there's this worst case scenario in the back of their mind. What they think is going to be the worst case scenario. What's interesting about worst case scenarios is we typically tend to avoid them. We think if we just ignore what's coming up for us, that eventually it will go away. If we just go on with business and life as usual, 
this worst case scenario that's floating around in our minds, we think it's going to go away. But that's not what happens. It just stands there in the back of our mind taunting us. And I usually explain it to my clients like this. You know how when you go to get a shot, like let's say you go to the doctor and you're going to get, say, a tetanus shot or whatever, a flu shot. They always ask you which arm. And then what do they say about, like they'll say, relax your arm. Why do they tell you to relax your arm? They tell you to relax your arm because if your arm is tensed up when they give you the shot, the resistance of the shot, you tense up your muscle, you tense up your arm, the resistance is actually going to make it, your arm will be more sore the next day. It's better to relax your arm and relax that muscle as they give you the injection. Okay. Have you ever heard people talk about how Usually the reason, like let's say you get into um, like a car accident and they'll tell you that typically the reason you're so sore is because especially if you see it coming, you tense up your body as the impact is happening and then it actually makes your muscles more sore the next day. Now, I don't know the scientific reason behind that. I'm a life coach, not a scientist. (laughs) I have a Um, cosmetology license and I have a business degree. I do not have um, a science degree. I don't even know if that's what you call it. That's how much I don't know about science. Do you get a science degree? Like, what do you call that? The uh, Bachelor of Art of Science? Like, I don't even know. But I think of avoiding our worst case scenario in our mind. To me, it's the same thing. This is what I imagine that you're doing in your mind. Your worst case scenario is kind of floating around and you are tensing up and trying to like recoil into yourself to avoid the worst case scenario that's floating around. And what I would rather do, why don't we just face it head on? You know, because the Bible tells us if we can take things and put it into the light, if we expose it to the light, it can't have control over us anymore. And so for me, I'm like, why are we tensing up and avoiding the worst case scenario? Because it's not going away. It's still lingering there. This fear, this anxiety, this worry that you have over what you think is your worst case scenario. You're tensing up and you're kind of trying to like tense up and poil, poil, tense up and pull away. It's not making the worst case scenario disappear. I would rather say, well, what is the worst case scenario? What if you just went there? What if you just let your mind go to the worst case scenario? Let's talk about it. And so I'll say to them on a call, okay, why don't we just play worst case scenario? What if that happens? And so I'll ask them, what is the worst case scenario here? Whatever it is we're coaching on, what is the worst case scenario? And then I'm like, okay, what if that happened? And I actually make them tell me, like, what if that happened? Tell me everything about your worst case scenario. Tell me every piece of it that's coming up for you. What, what would happen? What would the circumstances be? And then here's the key part of worst case scenario. Here's where we, here's, here's the true reason. If you guys really want to know, here's the true reason why we are terrified and we try to prevent our worst case scenario It's not the circumstances that would happen in the worst case scenario. It's not the tangible, physical things that would happen. 
It's the intangibles. It's what we believe that we are going to think and feel and what we will experience in the worst case scenario. That's what we're truly avoiding. Everything we do or don't do in life, listen, I want you all to hear me on this. Everything we do or don't do in life is either because we're trying to like move towards something or we're trying to move away from something. Here's what I mean by that. We are always either trying to feel something or we're trying not to feel something. So we're either moving towards something we want to feel or we're trying to move away from something we don't want to feel. And so when we're avoiding even talking about worst case scenario and when we are looking at our businesses and we're putting so much pressure on ourselves to avoid the worst case scenario happening, at the core of it, it is truly not because we are trying to avoid the actual worst case scenario and what we think will happen there. It's what we believe that we will think about ourselves and our circumstances and the emotions and the feelings that we will have. It's the experience of the worst case scenario that we are avoiding, not the actual worst case scenario, the experience of the worst case scenario. We are avoiding what we believe we will experience inside of the worst case scenario. And so I was talking to a colleague of mine and her husband, um, I believe, does not work at all, meaning like she's the sole breadwinner um, after she started her coaching business and then she became the sole breadwinner and he was able to leave his job. And so she said she kind of went through the same thing and she was just giving me some advice and just talking me through it. And she said, I had to let my brain go to my worst case scenario and what I was actually avoiding And I was like, that's so interesting because that's what I do with my clients. And she said, what actually came up for me was I was terrified of basically that my pride and my ego would be hurt. If my business failed, if it felt like I had put my family in a bad situation financially, physically, like whatever, it was my pride and my ego that would be hurt. And that's what I was really terrified of experiencing of what it was going to mean about me and what I was going to make it mean about me. And when I dug into my own worst case scenario with my husband coming home from his job and coming to work for me and my business, my thought was he was a little unsure right? About like, really? Like we can do this. Do you, are you sure you're making enough? Like, are you going to keep it up so that, you know, we can pay our bills every month and all the things. And it was like, I convinced him that, yeah, it was going to be fine. And then I started to have these thoughts of like, but what if it's not? And I got him to leave his job or told him he didn't need to find another job. And then it turns out I'm wrong. And then like, and then I I really let my brain go to like worst case scenario. What if we lose our house? What if we have to sell one of our cars, right? Like what if I can't pay for coaching anymore? What if I can't afford my business expenses? What would like, what would happen? What, what is, I guess I had to, what am I trying to say? I basically had to ask myself, okay, and then what? Because this is what I do with my clients when we play worst case scenario. I'm like, tell me what the worst case scenario is. 
And usually after they've explained their worst case scenario to me, they'll usually say something like, oh, I mean, it wouldn't be fun, but I guess it wouldn't be that bad. And I'm like, yeah, no one's going to die. You're not going to die. Your family's not going to die. No one around you is going to die. And then I always ask them, if that were to happen, what would you make that mean about you? And that's where all the thoughts start coming up is I'm a failure. I can't do anything right. I'm never going to be successful. I'm not going to get to take my family on a dream vacation. I'm not going to ever get to pay my house off. I'm not going to get to save for retirement. I'm always going to be living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have any real purpose in my life. It's all these things that they think that they're going to start thinking about themselves and their situation and their life. And then all the emotions that are going to come with that, like defeat, hopelessness, discouragement, pain, sadness, regret. That's what they're really avoiding. It's all the thoughts that they're going to think about themselves and their life and their situation. And then all the emotions that are going to come with that. And so when I had to ask myself, okay, what if that did happen? What if you couldn't keep up the business? What if you couldn't bring enough students into your program every month to have your husband working in the business? What if you can't afford to pay him long-term? What if you did get behind on your bills? What if you couldn't pay for your coaches anymore? What would you do? Like, first of all, what would you make that mean about you? And I did have thoughts of like, it would mean that this business isn't sustainable. It would mean that I was just going to go have to back, have to go back to waiting tables and bartending. It was going to mean that I didn't get to live this dream life that I saw other people living. It would mean that I had failed my family. It would mean that my parents and our friends and everybody would watch me fail and then I thought they were going to have all these thoughts about me and that I was going to disappoint my husband and then that I had sold him this dream that he could come home from his job and that he was going to have to go right back and get another job and what that was going to mean about me and what I was going to feel. And it really all came down to my pride and my ego and anxiety and all those kinds of things like that that I thought I was going to experience. And I realized but then I, here's, here's the thing I realized. I asked myself, okay, what would you do? Like I let my brain go there and I was like, what would you do? What would you do if you started having terrible months in your business and you weren't hitting your goals and the money started getting low? I was like, what would you do? I was like, well, I would go back to doing Instacart, which is like a, gro- it's like a DoorDash for grocery delivery. I did that for a long time while I was building my business and I made great money doing that, like a few thousand dollars a month. So I told myself, well, I could do Instacart all the hours that I'm not coaching clients and there's plenty of those hours. And I was like, my husband could do Instacart. My husband could do DoorDash. My husband could go get another job. If my whole business fell apart, I could get another job. I could get a nine to five. I'm not above it right? Wouldn't be ideal, but I could do it. And then we would just get caught back up on our bills. I was like, really, truly, if like the absolute worst case scenario happened and everything just fell apart. Like, I mean, I'm talking like, not like I had some slow months and we had to get caught up. I'm talking like if everything fell apart overnight and we had nothing, like no money, no money coming in, my business stopped bringing in any money. We like 
had no money to pay anything, I'm like, we could just tell our landlord that we can't afford our house anymore, right? Because we're in a rental house. We could just be like, we can't afford the house anymore. We have to move. Now, is that ideal? No, because we're on a lease and it would go on our credit report. But could we just be like, well, I'm sorry, we can't afford it. And we could just move out and get something smaller, right? We could do that. Would it ding our credit report? Yes, but we could do that. We have two cars that are fairly new. We could sell one if we absolutely had to. We could be on, we could have one car. We shared one car before. We could have one car. We would stop eating out all the time, right? I wouldn't be able to buy a lot of the things that I buy right now. We would have to get really like budget friendly with our grocery shopping. I mean, really if worst case scenario happened, I could see if we can move in with my parents for a little bit. And if my entire business fell apart and I just didn't feel there was any way I could start another coaching business, I thought I would get a nine to five and Jeremy would have a nine to five and we would pick up the pieces. We would be fine. We would get it all figured out. We could downsize. We could sell things, whatever we need to do, move in with my parents. And I would just start another business. You know, I was like my mom was a photographer for years. She had her own photography business, a very successful one. I could just have her show me how to use a camera. I could start a photography business. My dad had a home cleaning business for years. He made great money. I thought I could start a cleaning business. I could be a virtual assistant. I could find um a factory job. I don't know. I just thought, what really is my worst case scenario? Any worst case scenario that I could come up with was figure outable. What I was avoiding the most inside of those worst case scenarios was what I thought I was going to think about me, what I thought it was going to mean about me, and what I thought I was going to feel and experience if that were to happen. But when I really took a step back and looked at it, it wasn't going to be the end of the world. Was it going to be sad? Yes. Would I have some regrets? Probably. Would it feel bad for a little bit? Yes. Would I be embarrassed? Yes. Would my pride and ego take a hit? Yes. But am I resourceful enough to pick up the pieces and do something else? Yes. Could I figure it out? Yes. Was anyone going to die because of it? No, no, they're not. I would just go right back to the life that I was living before I started my business. And I really want that to be an encouragement for those of you that are listening. When you look at your business, your worst, and for most of us, our worst case scenario is the same for the most part. It may look different for all of us, but it's pretty much the same. It is, it is some semblance of our business would fail We would never make a dollar and we would have to figure something else out. And you know what I know about entrepreneurs? We always figure something else out. Even if you don't start another business, if you're an entrepreneur, it is because you are resourceful. Even if you didn't start another business of your own, you would figure something else out. You would figure out another way to make money. Even if that means you have to get a job, you would figure it out. So this is the experiment that I did in my Facebook community last night. I have a, and if you don't know, I have a free Facebook community. Um, 
it's called, I was thinking, what is it called? It's called Become a Client Magnet. You can find it on Facebook, Become a Client Magnet, or I'll link it up in the show notes. And so last night I was thinking about this worst case scenario and I thought to myself, how freeing would it be if I just started a thread and I walked everyone through the same exercise I walk my paying clients through where I just say, tell me your worst case scenario and then tell me what you would do if it happens. What would you do? Because here's where our brain likes to stop. Our brain likes to stop at the worst case scenario. We think about the worst case scenario. We think about what it would look like. We think about what we would experience. We think about what we would feel. We think about everything falling apart, all the worst things that are imaginable, and then we stop there. Or we do that thing where we avoid it and we tense up and we try to act like it's not happening, which just makes it worse. Most of us never follow those thoughts through to the other side of, okay, well, what would you do if that happened? What would you do? tell me like tell me what would you what would you do and so i told them last night in the facebook community i said i want to have an exercise this is something i walk my clients through this is what i want to do with you i want you to to answer two questions i want you to one answer the question of what is my worst case scenario and then two i want you to tell me what you would do if that happened I had quite a few people respond and about 10% of them was people saying like, yeah, my worst case scenario is my entire business was fall- would fall apart. I wouldn't make any money. I would totally fail at this. It would suck. I'd have to go back and get a job. Um, I would really feel like I wasn't living out my purpose. And, but then in the second part of it, they would be like, but I would go get a job and I would pay my bills while I figured out what I want to do next. And then when I recovered mentally, I would start over and I would find a new adventure. That was like 10% of their responses. The other 90% where I say it went wrong and maybe it was just me and I didn't articulate well exactly what the exercise was and what I was looking for is the other like 90% of them, they answered question one of what is your worst case scenario? And then in their question two, which question two was supposed to be, what would you do? They were saying things like, I would be very miserable, basically like I would hate my life. I would have to get a nine to five, but I would be totally miserable because I wouldn't be able to build my business and I wouldn't be able to be there for my family and I would probably hate my job and it would be really hard on my body and then I would just feel really lost and worthless and I would feel like I didn't have any purpose and I would just be wandering around aimlessly and I would just be so sad and discouraged and I wouldn't be able to go on vacation and I wouldn't be able to go visit my kids and I wouldn't be able to pay off my house. Like, And then that's where they stopped it. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what? I And then I thought, well, after I read like the first person that had commented and kind of went that direction, I thought, oh, I think they just misunderstood the assignment. And then the second person and the third person. And then when it was like 10 different people were all commenting and they would answer the first question of what is your worst case scenario? And then in the second question, when I would say, and what would you do if that happened? They were all going down this this river of misery where it was just like, and then I wouldn't be able to pay off my house. And then I wouldn't be able to go visit my kids. And then I wouldn't be able to take my granddaughter on that dream vacation. And then I wouldn't, I would have to go work for somebody else. And then I'd be totally miserable. And then I wouldn't get to spend time with my family. And I was like, oh my God, I think it must've been me. And I wasn't, 
I didn't articulate well the point of the, ex, the not experience, um, exercise. The point of the, and I probably should go delete the thread. Um, the point of the exercise is I want you to allow your brain. So if you're listening to me, I would love for you to do this. The difference is this, I guess it was, I didn't articulate it well in the post when I gave them the exercise. The difference is when I do this with my actual paying clients, I walk them through it. So I'm there when their brain starts going down the rabbit hole, I'm there to be like, yeah, no, no, no. But what would you do? How would you come out of it? Um, If you were resourceful, what would you figure out? I'm there to walk them through it. Last night, I wasn't. And they were all just kind of talking about all the worst possible things that could happen. And then when I said, what would you do? They were telling me basically what they would experience in that moment. And then that's where they left it. And I thought, oh my God. So these people filled this out. And then I basically sent them to bed thinking about their worst case scenario and how awful their lives would be. And I was like, that is 100% was not the goal. So lesson learned on my end. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a full on piece of paper because I believe you're going to need a whole like piece of, I'm talking notebook size paper. I want you to ask yourself those two questions, but I really want to clarify what I'm asking you to do. Number one, I want you to answer the question of what is my worst case scenario? When I look at my business, that worst case scenario that's always lingering in the back of my mind, what is that? What do I feel is the worst possible thing that could happen? My worst case scenario. And I want you to go there in your mind and I want you to write it out. Let's get it out of our minds. Let's quit letting it just live rent free in the back of our mind and the back of our imagination. It's weighing down your spirit. Let's just bring it out and put it into the light. And I want you to write down everything. What is your worst case scenario. Write it all out. And then for question number two, when I ask, what would you do if that happened? I want you to actually look at what you put in number one of your worst case scenario and really ask yourself, if this happened, what would I do then? What would I do? If I, was, if I believed that I am resourceful and I am powerful and I am capable, what would I do if all these things happened? How would I climb out of that hole? How would I get back on top? How would I get out of my river of misery? The resource, the, the version, like this future version of me where I'm like looking ahead to the future and I think that this thing is going to happen, if it did what would I do? The resourceful, capable, smart, me version of me, what would she do if this happened? I don't want to call it like a plan B, but I think that may be a better way to explain it so you really understand what I'm asking you to do in that second question. What would be plan B if your worst case scenario happened? And it's not that, oh, I'd be miserable. Oh, I would hate my life. Oh, I'd never pay off my house. Oh, I'd never get to go on that dream vacation. Oh, I wouldn't be able to support my family. That's not what I mean by what would you do. And I do think it's interesting that a lot of our brains went there. I do think it's very telling that a lot of our brains, like when they answered the question, that their brain did go to like, if the worst case scenario happened and then I had them answer, what would you do? They just talked about how miserable and awful it would be, right? No, like what would you do? 
You know, like I answered earlier, if I, like if two months from now, things just were not going well in my business and I realized that we really needed my husband to be bringing in some income, I would tell, I would have to have a conversation with him and be like, Hey, I think you're going to have to go find a job, even if it's just part-time for right now. Or, Hey, I think you need to go apply at another bank. I would go back to doing Instacart in the meantime to bring in some extra cash. We would stop eating out so much. There's things that I buy, like I have expensive skincare, like expensive hair care products. Like there's things where I'm like, I could cut back on that for a while. <clears throat> we'd be taking a lot less. We'd, me and my husband do a lot of day trips where we just go out of town for the day. We'd be doing a lot less day trips. We'd be taking less vacations this year than we planned. Maybe we would downsize our house. I don't know, but my point was my brain automatically went to, what would I do? This is what I would do. If everything fell apart, this is what I would do to climb out of it, to be resourceful, to get myself back on top of the mountain. So I want you to answer those questions. One, what is my worst case scenario? Get it all out, put it into the light so the enemy can't use it and hold it over your head. And then two, I want you to answer the question, if if this did happen, if my worst case scenario did play out, what would I do? What would the resourceful, smart, capable, powerful version of me, what would she do? What would she do? What would he do? And I want you to answer that question, the second question of if this all happened, then what would I do? I want you to answer it from a very empowered, resourceful place, a very capable place. This exercise is actually meant to set your mind at ease. For one, when you write out your worst case scenario, I want you to see that it's actually not as bad as you think. When we're resisting it, when we're tensing up, when, right when I talked about getting the shot and tensing up your arm, when you're tensing up and you're kind of trying to lean away from it, it makes it seem so much bigger and so much scarier than it is. Just put it out there and say, this is what I'm afraid will happen. And when you look at it on paper, you're actually going to realize it's probably not nearly as bad or nearly as scary as you thought. You're also going to realize there's so many parts of it that you could easily figure out. But you can't even take your brain there if you're just letting it live rent-free in the back of your mind and it's just always haunting you. It's like this dark cloud that just overshadows anything you're trying to do. And can you imagine that while your worst case scenario is just looming in the back of your mind, you're trying to show up every day and build a business, but with your worst case scenario always just looming in the back of your mind. Think how how much more peace and calm and clarity and resourcefulness and inevitability and possibility that you will show up in in your business when you're not always just sitting there trying to avoid the dark cloud of worst case scenario. I really believe that once you write it all out and then you look at it, you're going to look at it and you're going to see Even before you get to the second question of what would I do, you're already going to start to be formulating answers. You're going to be seeing all the places that actually aren't as bad as you thought they were going to be. And you already know that you could solve for them. Like as you write them out, you're going to be like, well, in my worst case scenario, this could happen. And you will, for some of them, you will instantly think, oh, but you know what? If that did happen, this is totally what I would do. Like this is how I would figure it out. This is, this is supposed to be empowering. 
So I want you to do that. I want you to write out your worst case scenario. And then I want you to answer that second question of, and if this did play out, what would I do? And I do, when you answer that first question of what is my worst case scenario, when you write out all the like physical, tangible circumstances that would happen, I also want you to answer for yourself. And what is it that I will think if this happens? What is it that I will think about myself? What will I make this mean about me? What emotions do I think I will feel? What will I experience? Because that's what really is at the heart of it. And I want you to get clear on that. And then I really want you to ask yourself, would any of these thoughts I would have about myself be true? Why or why not? Would any of these feelings that I have about myself be valid? Do I feel like I have control over this? Would I feel like I have control over this? And if the answer is yes, which it should be because you always do, go and answer that second question of the version of me that is resourceful and smart and capable and powerful, what would she do if all of this happened? What would she do if she refused to just lie down and take it? Her worst case scenario, if she refused to lie down and take it, what would she do? What would she do? What would she do to get out of it? What's her plan B? And I want you to write that out because here's the other powerful part of this. Now you can see that your worst case scenario isn't nearly as scary as you thought. And then two, you see that you actually already have a plan B. So in the back of your mind, now you can move forward to building your business with, you know what? My worst case scenario isn't even that scary. It's probably not even going to happen. But even if it did, this is exactly what I would do. I already have it figured out. So it doesn't matter. No worries. I've got this. No matter what, I've got this. I've got a plan no matter what. And now you can move forward in your business with clarity and focus and calm and peace. And you don't have to be worrying about what if because you've already solved for it. And now you can just move forward and build that business and that life that you're dreaming of. And this is the work that we do all the time inside of Courageous Heartpreneur. Courageous Heartpreneur, mindset, marketing, sales, all the things that you need. My clients in there are learning to become a client magnet that creates clients and cash on repeat. And they are getting insane results, insane transformation. And a lot of what I walk them through is mindset. And a lot of it is this worst case scenario of when they're getting coaching and they're bringing things to me and I'm realizing, oh, there's, there's something under here. There's an undercurrent of if this doesn't work, they think all these awful things are going to happen or if they don't get a consult or if they don't sign a client or if they don't hit their income goals for this month or if this and if that. And I'm like, let's dive into that. And then when we dive into it, they get so much clarity and then they're able to move past it because they can finally acknowledge what's under the surface and we help them get clarity and calm and peace to move forward. That is a lot of the work that we do inside of Courageous Heartpreneur. So when I say that you need to be inside of this program, I'm telling you, you need to be inside of this program. So I will link up the Google Docs in the show notes for the program. You could go get all the details and there's even um, registration links where you can get enrolled. It's lifetime access, which is insane. Lifetime access, come in, make as much money as you want and I'm, I'm committed to you for life. So anyways, go to the show notes. 
Um, there will be a link to my free Facebook community if you're not in there. And there will be a link to the Google Doc that will give you all the information on my Courageous Heartpreneur Lifetime Program. There's even payment links on there. If you still have questions about it that the Google Doc does not answer, you can actually DM me on social media. I'm Whitney Barbary on Instagram, on Facebook, um, all the things. And then also in that Google Doc, you can click a link and you can watch a short little behind the scenes actual like video of everything that's inside of the member vault. And a lot of people have really enjoyed getting to see what's actually um, inside of the program. So, okay. I hope this is helpful. I do apologize to those of you that did the exercise with me inside of the Facebook group. And I left you really hanging um, in the worst parts of your worst case scenario. I apologize for that. I'm probably going to go delete that thread because it was not as helpful as I thought because I did not explain it. Um, or articulate the purpose of the exercise like I should have. So that was a lesson learned on my part, but I will see you all inside of my Courageous Heartpreneur program and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, I want to personally invite you to join my Courageous Heartpreneur program. This is the exact container you need to learn how to become a client magnet and then market yourself in such a way that you create clients and cash on repeat. If you're ready to up-level your marketing and sales so you can stop chasing clients and actually have the business of your dreams, this is the program for you. Head to the show notes and you can get all the details and get enrolled and I'll see you inside.